Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Wine A Little. And if you don't recognize my voice by now on episode 43, I'm Abby. I'm Rosie. And of course, as I mentioned in the beginning, this is Wine A Little. You know, the podcast where two regular ass females from New York City figure out life with mental health um, obstacles and just trying to get through shit the normal way without, you know, experts, I guess you can say. <laughs> Um, how has been your week, Rosie? I don't know. I have to say, this has probably been the weirdest introduction that we've done <laughs> this entire show. I'm crying here, okay. <laughs> um, my week has been standard. It really doesn't change on a day-to-day basis. Yay, quarantine! Right? Isn't that shit exciting? It's fucking exciting as fuck, honestly. Yay! Woo! <laughs> it's the best time of my life. If anybody doesn't know Rosie, this that's her sarcasm. She doesn't give a fuck right now. Oh my god. I don't know. Can this be talked about in Wine Drunk? Yeah, it could be talked about in Wine Drunk. Anyway, now that we know what you're doing. Um, yeah, my answer's the same, so I'm not even going to go into that anything, because it's fucking quarantine. Like, I haven't started anything new. But I can say I bought plants, because I'm trying to decorate my house now, because I want it to be like... I've been seeing these houses on, like, TikTok and shit. Yes, I'm obsessed with TikTok because some shit is funny as fuck, and I can't help it. But I'm trying to decorate my decor. (laughs) I'm trying to decorate my house so that it looks and feels more homely. Like, I want it to look like a fucking magazine type of shit. Like, if you're on Pinterest, and it's, like, inspirational. So I bought two plants. I bought a plant called Raven ZZ. There's a different name for it, but it grows green and then over time it turns into black leaves and i just thought that was fucking emo as fuck and i think that's awesome so i actually bought the plant because i fell in love with it and i want it like now and it's a low light plant so it could be in offices and stuff like that and i figured i get a lot of light but i could put it in a place where the light it feels a light it sees the light but not too much so i think i'm good and then i bought another succulent because i shall not fail this time on having a succulent the last two i had i killed and it wasn't my fault. I found out that the fucking places we got them from may have had, like, fucked up, like, soil already. So, <laughs> excuse me. So, yeah. So, I'm, I'm tempting again. So, I want to have a few more plants. I just want to have a nice, homely home. That when people come in, they're like, oh, my God. Wow. Is this your place? Yes. Yes. That's what I want. So, you essentially just became a plant mom. Yeah. For, like, the third time now. <laughs> Fair I, can't I can't take care of plants. I think Pets, it's some- yes. Plants? No. It's funny because I'm scared to get a dog because I don't know how to take care of a pet. Um, I know they need a lot, but then it's also kind of like, what do they need? And I feel like I'm not ready for a dog yet, even though I can't have one right now. But if I do, when I do move out, because I do want a house eventually, like I do want to get to that point where I do get a house. And I've been looking in houses in different places, and the houses are fucking amazing. I want a mod- very modern home with all the fucking trinkets and gadgets because I'm that bougie-ass bitch. I think I am bougie low-key, though. Real shit. When, I, shut up. when did you deny being bougie? All the time. <laughs> no. No. All right, so I'm a little bougie, but still. <laughs> Not even low-key. Yo, fair warning, I've drunk already half that fucking bottle and it's fucking delicious. So we just could just move on, because I'm just going to ramble at this point. So let's just move on to the wine of the week. <laughs> we have reached the wine of the week. Um, and for those who have not been listening to us for the last 10 episodes, because this is when we first started this, 
The wine of the week is the wine that we choose to drink during the episode and we choose to introduce to you, the audience. Um, so basically anything that's cheaper in some sense, because some wines can go for hundreds of dollars. Uh, so anything on the cheaper side, anything that tastes good to us and we think that our audience would like, since it seems like most of our audience members love the sweet, sweeter side of things. But we're trying different ones. We usually have reds and whites, but today we decided to try rosé. Rosie? I have uh, just tried it for the first time. And this might be the first time that we completely disagree on a wine. Um, I usually hate rosé. So, all right, so let's just start from the beginning before we go into our opinions. So it's called Whispering Angel, and it's from some shit that I cannot pronounce, but it is definitely a French wine. Um, it has 13.5 alcohol content, which is pretty high content for a wine, because most wines are under 10. Um, apparently, I was looking it up just to get more information. It is a crisp, light, dry wine, but to me, it's not overly dry and bitter. It still has like a sweetness to it. Um, I guess my palate is changing a little bit because I'm starting to... I actually like this one. I'm pretty sure Rosie doesn't. Rosie is a, sweet, a sweeter drinker. But again, All we're... Even my cocktails. Everything has to have sugar in it. Yeah, and I think I used to be like that too. I think until a certain point in my life. So I'm trying... I'm just trying to really... I'm trying to widen our palate, Rosie. I am trying. I know, I know but we can... I'm, I'm willing to try. It's just my palate may or may not change. So then I think for you, I think for something like this, you may want to grab some frozen strawberries and um, blend it with the wine that you have there. And it would taste, not only would it turn into a frosé, but 100% would taste so much better for you because you like that sweetness of everything. So maybe just adding stuff. Why the fuck are you doing that? What are you putting in there? Water? Seltzer. Oh, seltzer. Oh. Carbonating it. Oh. All right, so yeah, so I guess for this part, uh, we're going to disagree, but I like it, actually, and I'm not a rosé fan, because most of the rosés I've ever tried, they're super fucking dry, and I hate that, but I feel like this was more on the sweeter side of things. It's like, it's crisp. It does feel like a summer wine, 100%, and I was looking up information about it online, just to give everyone a more, a little bit of, more information on it, and apparently, it's a very famous wine in France, and everybody around the world loves it, and they have sister wines, which are cheaper or more expensive. One of the sister wines to this company are about a hundred and something dollars. So, yeah. Um, I like that Rosie's more of a, um, a sweet drinker for wine and things like that. So, again, we're trying to widen our palate and give the people what they want, in a way, I guess, <laughs> you know, different structure, different folks, but... Yeah, if you do try it, definitely recommend it. Um, this was more of the expensive side of the stuff that we um, have featured so far on the podcast. This wine goes about from, I want to say, 19 to $25, depending on what distributor you're getting it from. Because, again, we're in New York City. Prices are different everywhere for some stupid fucking reason. But for sure, I paid $25 for this, this one. So, yeah, it's more on the more expensive side for um, most the majority of our things. But, I don't know, I liked it. If you open up your mind, <laughs> Rosie. Hey, I, my mind is my mind is open. I'm willing to try it. That means my mind is open. It's just my it's taste just, buds. My taste buds are just like nah. It's not not for you. It is it is dry. It is dry, but I'm glad that it's not bitter because I was expecting no, like a very bitter, bitter dry wine. Bitter wines cannot like I'll Me try either. it again. <laughs> open minded, we'll yeah, try yeah. them, but I will not be able to chug it like I normally do. Right. Uh, so if you were one, to rate it out of 10, I guess we could add this part now. If we were to rate it out of 10, what would you say? Six. I say eight. 
I think our, our taste patterns are different, which is fine. Um, but all right, yeah. Yeah, I would say six. So, like, I wouldn't put say it's like the worst wine I've ever had. Right. It's just yeah, not. It's the worst one I've ever had, but it's kind of the wine. Well, it depends. For me, it depends on which barefoot. But um, for with this wine, I think it's like one of those wines where I'll drink it if it's there, but I won't <laughs> go out of my way to go purchase it. You know. Funny enough, I actually would think I would get it again because of all the rosés I've ever drinking, drunken. And this includes that Wolfer Estate one that everybody freaking went crazy for. Compared to that one, I think I prefer this one. This one tastes so much better. I mean, I don't know. Maybe because it's my bougie ass thinking about it. Like, I feel like this is a very bougie fucking wine. The fucking bottle itself is bougie. Did you look at it? Oh, no, that's, that's a beautiful bottle. <laughs> right? That's what they said. Everybody says that. It talks about the beautiful bottle. So it's called Whispering Angel in case of evidence Satan in the beginning. And like I said, I've been drinking this since earlier and look where I am. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going past where I already drank from. All right, and this is what I'm telling you, and this is going to be a part of the bougie boost, which I completely just changed in my head, but add frozen fruit to it and blend it. I'm telling you, it's going to make a difference. Okay. The seltzer made a difference. It's kind, oh. of, kind, of, kind of good carbonated. Oh, okay, so it means something you need extra for. All right, moving on. What's next? Our next segment is our bougie booze. Oh, so I guess it's going to segue into our bougie booze. Um, <laughs> um, but so for those just joining us, the bougie booze is our little uh, life hacks, per se. Um, there are things that we've tricks and tips that we've learned. Um, usually, and it's literally anything like how to go to sleep or how to save money, how to... The great um, spots in, the, in New York City that we find that are smaller than nobody knows about, even though we can't go anywhere. But you yes. Know. Oh, did you hear that New York is locked? So the rest of New York is opening, but New York City is going to be on lockdown to further notice. So far, May 28th is the date that they're giving us, but I think it's going to go further than that. Well, uh, after my walk today, mm-hmm. I can see why. Our numbers are dropping significantly, significantly though, enough that... Out of, let's say, for example, out of the, let's say a thousand people get tested today, out of those thousand, maybe like five to 10 actually have it percentage wise. Like it's that low of, of spread that's happening. So I understand. But if, at the those same people, time, if those people are going to be stupid about it and go out without a mask, touch everything that yeah. other people can get, then, then yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. But I'm saying, like, out of the people who are getting t- tested on a daily basis, so let's say, and even the numbers are dropping, it, said, it went from us having thousands of people being positive a day. To back in the hundreds so now we're like below 900 of being tested and being positive which is great so that means that it is slowing down for us but i just don't think it's significantly enough like i said if unless it gets close to like the 20 people like unless it's like 20 people infected in one day and then we just stop all of a sudden i'm i'm still gonna be worried about it i'm just saying that our numbers are dropping significantly which is a good thing in general because that means hopefully a lot of the people are recovering and we have a lot less deaths i'm hoping Okay, so bougie booze. Um, so our bougie booze. Um, if you're like me, I love frozen drinks. Don't get me, I fucking love frozen drinks. Like, you don't understand. They're my favorite drinks. But even though they do tend to be a little heavy, so, like, if you are going to go out drinking, I would eat a lot, like, at least an hour prior to before drinking because if shits are so heavy, you will get full. Um, now that we're quarantined, and a lot of the tips are going to be coming out of the fact that we're quarantined. I had a different bougie booze, but now that I was speaking to Rosie about this fucking rosé, I'm thinking of something else. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so um, I have been making frozen margaritas at home. 
using a pre-mix of um of the jose cuervo ready to drink mixes for margarita so if you don't want to get all the stuff to have <laughs> if you don't want to get all the stuff for making a margarita then i suggest getting the ready to um, ready to drink ones um the alcohol percentage is low so if you really do want a lot of, a little bit more alcohol what i do is that i put in two shots of the te regular tequila no, whichever one you want right now i've been using that Heritos, something like that, Heritos, Heraduras, there we go. I've been using that tequila, and it tastes pretty good. It goes down smoother than um, Patron for some reason, but I still love Patron as a staple. Um, so I'll put some of that. I put some of the ready-to-drink mix because it's already margarita pre-drinks, and then this is the key, and this is the bougie boost part. Add frozen fruit. So if you want a frozen pineapple margarita, I would suggest to get a base of a regular margarita base, Add the two shots of tequila and then add a bunch of pineapples and a splash of pineapple juice and blend that shit. When I tell you that it comes out so thick and delicious and not watery because you're not using ice as the slushy base, it makes a hundred times difference than you would than if you were to use ice in the fucking base. So the ingredients are, and this is for the people who are 21 and over and can actually purchase alcohol. <laughs> Get a ready-to-mix drink, um, whether it's a coconut margarita or if it's like, because Jose Cuervo has a bunch of different bottles, including sangria and stuff. Get one that you like. That's your favorite flavor. Add two shots of your favorite tequila, a little bit more juice so you can help blend the um, fruit. And then it should be double the amount of fruit than it is of the liquid. That way, when you blend it, it's not just blending just the water around and then you get a really thick slushy. Especially if people like thick, thick fro frozen drinks. So that is my bougie foods for the day. Life hack, life tip, drinking tip, I guess. <laughs> or just toss the alcohol in with whatever smoothie you decide to make. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can do that too. But yeah. I'm specifically talking about frozen margaritas here. <laughs> no, I've, I don't I've, know made, that. I've mm -hmm. made alcoholic smoothies this I mean, it's drinks. fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. Oh, but I am I am a beast when it comes to alcoholic milkshakes. I never had one because I don't like the idea of milk, uh, milk and alcohol together for some reason. Oh, no. It is phenomenal. Mm, I'll think about it. Yeah, that's my bougie bougie day. Um, try it out. Let us know how, what, um, how you feel about it. As Rosie says, basically a smoothie with, um, like, you know, alcohol in it. But, of course, I'm using a base of a margarita, so I do still call it a frozen margarita without everything else. And this will work for anything else like a pina colada. Same thing. Get the frozen pineapples instead. So much better. Um, add your rum and whatever. You don't want to add too much of anything because then it waters down and you don't want the watery part of it. So if you do want it frozen, definitely frozen fruit is much better than ice. Oh, well, I, I made pina coladas. I know you told me and I'm jealous because I haven't had one in forever and I miss those. Yeah, that was, that was a good call. Mm -hmm. All right, so moving on. Um, our next segment of the day, before we move on to our topic of the day, um, is our Chardonnay. Yes, it's a play of Chardonnay, but no, don't, don't do it. <laughs> the bullshit around Oh the my God. I just realized that I completely swapped the two segments. It's <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Well, you guys know that we do Chardonnay and then Bougie Boos. It's fine. We could keep it this way. It's, it's okay. Oh my God. I am so out of, I am out of it today. <laughs> Was I not out of it last week? I sounded so dead. Oh my God. So. So Chardonnay. Um, our Chardonnay comes today from NASA. <laughs> As you know, 2020 has brought us a lot of bullshit. And when I mean bullshit, I say it in the kindest way ever. Uh, hold on. Just... Ugh, silence. Sorry. 
I thought I had it open. All right, so we know that 2020 has brought us a lot of bullshit, right? Let's see, wildfires in Australia, potential right. World War III, um, well, obviously the coronavirus, the <laughs> uh, killer bees. Killer hornets, uh, not bees, bees are- Oh, sorry, killer yeah. hornets. And uh, let's not forget UFOs. Oh, yes, and we also have killer moths somewhere in the state of Washington. You know, that's where yeah, the hornets were too. Yeah, so apparently they're on the West Coast right now, making their way to the East. And I will love if they stayed in the fucking West because no one has time for this shit. So, in other words, bees are nice, hornets are not. Um, so, to add on to the bullshit, because we thought the bullshit was over, it seems that 2020 has more surprises. Um, so, for our Chardonnay, which is a little lighthearted but kind of funny because it's not 100% exactly what the headline says. So it says that has NASA found a parallel universe where time flows backwards, the truth behind the headlines. So this has been the headlines that have been hitting like this, um, the stories besides the whole coronavirus, that's all you see. So if you're looking deeper into the news, you find out this article. And of course, everybody's kind of shrugging it off the same way we shrugged off the whole UFO. We're like, oh, UFO, that's nice. Because, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic. And of course, everyone went crazy because they're like, holy shit, what if this is true? But, you know, as the internet does in every moment of the time every day of every week um they kind of over embellish a little bit so it wasn't necessarily that there was you know a parallel universe but rather they found a particle that kind of explains a different type of physics than the one that we're used to and they discovered it somewhere along the line so i'm going to read a little bit of the article and then we could discuss and i'll just put up the article in the description of the episode so the internet has done it again. Today, is about, it abounds with the stories from the tabloids like the New York Post, Express, and the Daily Star, mostly quoting each other. That major on claims that NASA, NASA scientists have evidence that could prove the existence of parallel universes. It's all, way, it's all the way overblown and misrepresents that, ugh, what the research in question is about. Scientists actually found evidence of fundamental particles that may defy our current understanding of physics. It might even just be an issue of how particles interact with ice. To be clear, there is zero evidence of what the Daily Star says is a parallel universe right next to ours where all the rules of physics seem to be operating in reverse. Here's what Abraham Safa of UW Madison, who has a leader author of, on a research paper about the experiment in question in Antarctica, thinks about the current state spate of news articles that associates his research with evidence, evidence for a parallel universe. Basically, he just states that they're just finding um, new particles that are interacting differently with what we're used to in the regular physics or the physics that we do know, the physics that everyone's studying now. So they found evidence of something that's kind of moving backwards from how we're moving. And the um, news articles took it as maybe a parallel new universe. It was kind of a theory that was being thrown out there, but it's not that necessarily they have proven that there's a parallel universe, but rather they have found a basically a new particle that kind of defies our like natural law of physics. So it's a brand new way of thinking. Um, as Rosie knows, and as many of everyone knows, and I've kind of bragged about this in uh, past episodes. I'm a big, like, astrology, not astrology, astronomy person. Like, I fucking love shit that has to do with space or anything about a parallel universe and aliens and all that stuff. And that shit gets me excited. So when I read the headline, I was super fucking um, excited. But it's also so fucking stressful because it's like every month we get something new and we can't even fucking focus on anything. Because once this fucking blows over, next thing you know, there's fucking zombies. So <laughs> I'm just like... 
great, awesome. Y'all discovering new shit while everybody else is going batshit crazy. But at the same time, can we be kind of um, transparent about the news that we're fucking sending out there? Like, don't say there's a parallel universe when there really isn't that we know of, because I still kind of believe maybe there's another universe. You cannot sit here and tell me that we're this small in the universe and there's nothing else happening out here. So that's my stance on it. But yes. So the reason I seem very dead today is because I am suffering from quarantine fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, so much fatigue. It, like the quarantine finally hit me. I was thriving and now I'm just like no energy to do anything anymore. But I have enough energy to get pissed off because <laughs> there's no integrity anymore in any reporting of science. And that's so frustrating. There's literally no integrity. It's all become tabloid. And no, it's, it, I mean, the discovery is a good thing. Like, no, the, the discovery is great. Okay, it's it's amazing. just the reporting of it that right. is pro- I find problematic because you right. have people who won't read the article. They'll just see the title, share it, and that's how false news gets around. And Right. And I was, don't get me wrong. I was excited when I saw the title, but I was like, let me go back and read about this because I'm pretty sure it's not exactly what the fuck they're saying. So when I saw it, I'm like, holy shit, that would be amazing. But at the same time, it's kind of fucking weird at the same time. Because it's like, what? Another universe is flowing backwards from what our universe is going? So it's like, their future is their past, but our future is our future. You know what I mean? Um, I'm our future gonna- is their past. Right. Their past right. is our future. our future. Thank you. Um, so it's just weird to think about it that way. And it was kind of cool. It's some kind of fucking Dr. Sh- fucking who bullshit. Oh my God. Silence in the library. Right. It's very backwards and forwards. Oh, but I love fucking that cool. I love that episode. So fucking cool. So as everyone knows, I'm a big, mass, like, um, big just space buff. I fucking love it. So when I read articles about this, I get excited. But at the same time, I'm not a scientist. I don't know much about absolutely fucking anything. And it's just good to just hear this thing. So I, um, the news about the UFO and stuff, that was great too. But we all kind of had a fucking feeling that aliens existed. We just, they're just ignoring our asses. At this we point. all knew it to the point that there was the whole event of Storm Area 51. Like, right. <laughs> it, it was, it's become just like a, it's the, the, the globally known unknown. Like we, we kind of figure there's something going on, but... Mm-hmm. But we're yeah. not sure exactly what it is that's going on. And I think we're just kind of content not even knowing. It's just like, eh, we're complacent. Mm-hmm. We're just like, eh, it's what it, it is what it is. At least our generation. Yeah. We're like, if it happens at this point, it happens. I think millennials are just like, meh, okay, that's We've great. dealt with enough bullshit now. Just right. To, it's like we went through Y2K. We went through all this bullshit. We went through all these, like, um, threats of war. It's kind of like we're, on, <laughs> we're laying down and we're just like, okay, what's next? <laughs> But yeah. All right. So that's our three segments of the day. Of course, our last segment comes on later on. So yes, moving on to the topic. Um, Rosie, take it away. Our topic for today is stress. And if you're not stressed during quarantine, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I started the quarantine completely not stressed. Is and that now, dumb? And now I am incredibly stressed, even though I have nothing going on. Um, just being cooped up, even though I've been going, like, the thing is that I'm cooped up, I get stressed. I go for a walk, and I get stressed seeing how many people are out on the street, not wearing masks and gloves and not social distancing. The gloves are not necessary, it's the mask that is. And it's only necessary for people who are sick. I've been, yeah, I know. Point is, is that you should still be 
if you don't know if you have it, you should still wear it. You should be courteous to other people. Just do it. It's not that much of an inconvenience. It might inconvenience you for like all of a temporary amount of time, but that God forbid you, you have you're asymptomatic and give it to someone. And then that person ends up dying. Like just think of other people for once. And if you're not going to wear a mask, stay like six feet away from them. Like it's just do one or the other, one or the other. You know, um, you know, I was reading an article. I don't know how true this shit is, but they said that people who are asthmatic should not be wearing a mask because it's worse for our asthma than it is to wear one. Apparently the mask is um, kind of expediting. Um, that's not the word I'm looking for, but it's kind of like accelerating the asthma that people are having for it. But of course we need to worry because we have to avoid people. But the mask is more so not to spread more than to catch. Because if you're going to catch it, you're going to catch it regardless because you're being careless about what you're doing, which is very fucking obvious. But um, because of other people and the sa- for the sake of other people, of course I'm going to wear one, even though I can't fucking breathe in that shit. But I'm going to wear it because... I mean, I've been home, so I know that I'm not sick, that that's fine. I have allergy attacks here and there, but I'm still going to wear it because I still don't want to pass my germs to other people because then people are going to think I'm sick even though I'm not. So I get it, and I get the frustration. I really do get the frustration because even going outside, and I don't care that a person's not wearing a mask as long as they're being careful, not coughing and touching, like not coughing in their hands and touching stuff. I'm okay with not thing, but then also it's kind of more so – don't get too close to me if you're not wearing one because I don't know. So, like, I get it. There are so many people who are not doing one or the other. Yeah, yeah, it's probably. And that's so problematic. It's like you're either going to go isolate yourself over there. Right. Or wear a mask if you're not going to. And and it's, do you know how many people I saw in Central Park today? A lot. I'm assuming. Is it nice out? Well, way, way more than I've seen this entire quarantine. And wait, it, just, it looks like as if we weren't even in quarantine. It's going to get worse because summer months are coming. It's oh, no, it's getting more. worse. And I get it. We all have quarantine fatigue. It's, it's normal. But to be so reckless, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just annoyed. I'm just sufficiently annoyed. The thing because, is, like, I- why am I struggling to breathe? Because the mask I have really is hard to breathe through. Like, why, why am I wearing this, walking around in this, not, not able to even really, I really can't breathe in it because I don't want to accidentally, if I end up getting it, giving it to other people or getting it myself and... Just keep in mind, all right, before we keep diverging, because we're <laughs> spending a time talking about quarantine, um, before we keep diverging, just remember that we don't have control over what other people do. We have control about, over what we do. As long as we keep ourselves safe and we know for a fact that we're keeping others safe, then I wouldn't necessarily worry about the other people i mean yeah we do have to worry about the other people and keeping ourselves safe but we cannot control what other people are doing is what i'm trying to say and it sucks it does and until we get 100 percent of vaccine we're not gonna it's, it's not gonna be logical about anything and i feel you i have not really been stressed well i was in the beginning i was more depressed in the beginning but i've been I was getting more okay about being indoors because I was able to cook early. Like I'm eating before 7 p.m. now. I never got a chance to do that before when I was working outside, you know? It's amazing. Those little things, and I'm so grateful that I still have my job and stuff, but the job can get very fucking stressful because people think that you're available at all times of the fucking day. And it's not fucking logical. Yes, I'm quarantined. Yes, I'm home. Yes, I'm working from home. But it doesn't mean that my 24-7, my 24 hours of the day minus the eight that I'm supposed to be sleeping are not dedicated to just you 
you still have to remember that I am human. I am not a robot. I cannot do everything you want me to do. And the amount of questions that I get sometimes in my work email are so fucking annoying because it takes you just reading the email I sent prior to this that you replied to, to see that the questions that you are asking are in the fucking email answered already. So it does become a stressful situation. And for those who are living with other people and are in quarantine with other people, I could imagine that the stress levels are even higher because you have to deal with other humans 24 seven humans that you had a break from when you were in school or when you were working, these are humans that you had a break from. So I could imagine everyone's stress level is at a fucking thousand. I wouldn't even say a hundred. I'm going to say a thousand because you are learning people in a way that you've never learned them before. Because remember those moments when you're alone, you're a completely different person than you are when you were other people. And Rosie looks stressed. <laughs> I am stressed. I am incredibly stressed. Um, for various things, even working from home has now started to take its toll because like you said, people think I'm available at all hours of the day. And it's the most ridiculous thing because it's like, I'm really not like when I'm not working, I'm going to, I'm preoccupy myself with, with other things to do with other people to be with. And by people, I mean my family that I still live with. So all within the same household, not going out in social distance, not going out socializing, but yes, our topic for today is stress. If you didn't get the point from the very beginning. So stress, how do you deal with stress? What brings stress? What does it feel like to be stressed? Um, there's many levels to this topic. Uh, we didn't really go into like the professional side of things. So we're just going to talk about how we deal with stress, how we get stressed, what stresses the fuck out, us the fuck out, and how does it feel to be stressed? So let's start, I guess, from the beginning. Um, what triggers your stress well, first, um, let's, let's start with what stress is. I do have a definition for okay. that. Um, so stress is, and this is from medicineplus.gov, stress is a feeling of emotional or physical tension. It can come from any event or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, or nervous. Okay. Stress is your body's reaction to a challenge or demand. All right. So levels of stress. Not levels of stress, but stress could come on differently for every person. Some people feel it in their chest. Some feel it all over their whole body. Some people get tension headaches, which usually means that it's, there's a stressful thing happening, which happens kind of in the back of your neck sometimes. That feels fucking horrible. Or in your temples, your temple area, or right in the front of your um, forehead, you could feel um, stress. So stress is not only like a feeling, but it's also like a physical response because though you're feeling stressed out, your body could feel it as well. Because when you're stressed, you could get either overly tired, you'll stress eat for some people. Um, people may stress sleep, may not sleep at all because they're stressed, um, may not shower and stuff. And a lot of these little um, situations can lead to depression because you're not doing your normal routine because you're so stressed out about one specific thing that you cannot change that you tend to kind of, it kind of boils over in other areas of your life. So what kind of stress, like what kind of things bring on stress? It's the very first thing that you have to find out. When you're going through a stress response or you're going through something that's stressful, you have to figure out what triggered that stress response. So for you, what triggers your stress? Uh, definitely work. Uh, I went uh, like a whole year working two jobs and now this was like a godsend of like a break but uh it's just I, <laughs> work, work stresses me work stresses me out a lot 
I've actually been looking at other jobs because I was like, if I feel that, like, I know work is not really supposed to be fun. Work is work. Um, work can be fun, though, because I think the main point is that you enjoy, I mean, it's, all right, listen, anything you do is going to fucking be stressful, like, when it comes to work, because you're working all hours a day and stuff like that. It's going to be stressful, period. There's nothing you could do about that. But the point is that you enjoy it majority of the time. Like, if you don't love what you do, then... Yeah, it's gonna be more stressful than it is. Well, yeah, because because let's be real, work is work. Um, if it was fun, like yes, it can be fun, but most of the time it's not for a lot of people. Um, like it's it's just what you have to do. Um, and I Discord team made me realize that I actually don't like my job. That happens. And I started looking, and then that stresses me out because then I have to find something that is. either equal pay or more pay or something that I actually am qualified in and then uh, and then like all the symptoms that I googled are stress so for those who want to know what the signs of stress are according (laughs) to google chronic stress is you some some symptoms include dizziness or a general feeling of being out of it which is me general aches and pains which is me grinding teeth Clenched jaw, also me. (laughs) Headaches, which I have a killer one right now. Indigestion or acid reflux symptoms. I actually don't have that. But increase in or loss of appetite. Now, I... mm, That's that stress eating I was talking about. It's a circular thing. (laughs) And let me tell you why it's a circular thing. Because of societal standards of what women should look like. Because you know what I do? When I get stressed, I eat. The more I eat, I gain weight. And then as soon as I gain weight, the societal pressure comes in. And I am just, ah, it is mess Ow. If you haven't been able to tell from this beginning of this episode, why I'm chill for once. Rosie's stressed the fuck out. Um, and I can't blame her. Like I said, quarantine and everything in between, especially if you're working from home, can be a very stressful situation. And of course, later down along, later along the episode, we're going to talk about ways to relieve stress because it's very important because if stress kind of overwhelms you, you could end up making yourself sick. What the hell did you do? I blinked in the moment. Oh, no, because I actually hurt my shoulder like a few days ago. Okay. And it still hurts. So when I was like yelling and waving my arms, I, I just kind of, I, I, I like. Oh, Rosie. I did, I, I basically, I didn't enhance the injury. I just, I felt it again. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Can, so that's how my quarantine is going. Y'all, I'm a little tipsy. This shit's getting to me. But the point is. You know what? I need more. I'm not, I'm not. Yes, even. please. Just drink. Um, <laughs> so this is how our episodes go to most of the time. Either Rosie gets drunk and I don't, or I get drunk and Rosie doesn't. I mean, it's hard for me to get drunk, but I'm getting tipsy. I didn't really eat a heavy lunch. I'm trying not to. Eat. I'm trying to eat less and less. I'm starting to notice that I'm not eating as much as I used to. Um, big surprise, boo boo. But like, I'm eating less. Like even within my meals, they're not big. I can't take it anymore. My stomach starts to hurt. But anyway, we're back to digressing. Right, we are. That's why I was like, anyway. Um, so stress. Yes, one of the things, big factors about me. Um, I guess stress. Like, work definitely stresses me out. It stresses me out more now because I feel like for what I'm earning, I'm not, I'm doing too much for what I'm earning, you know? And that's one of the bigger stressors because money will always be a stressor. And I think that's a big one for everyone. Money is a huge fucking stressor. And, um, I feel like for all the responsibilities that I have and everything I'm doing, even though I'm getting appreciated and people are like, yay, go you. It's still not enough. 
for the simple fact that I am doing a job of somebody who's earning six figures and I'm not close to that. And that shit pisses me off every single day. And not only that, now that we're in quarantine, people think that because you're home, you're available to them 24 seven and I'm not. I still have to shower. I still have to eat. I still have to take care of myself. For goodness sakes, I still got to fucking use the bathroom. Like, can I get a pee break for um, a second? Like, damn. And they'll just text like, oh, I didn't get um, any messages in the weekend about this. Who the fuck says I was emailing you on the weekend? I've been telling people off lately. Like, um, we don't email on the weekend. You could wait for one on Monday. I don't understand why you think I'm available to you 24-7. Give me my weekends at least because I'm Monday through Friday from nine to five. I'm so indulged in this computer. The least I can do is walk away from it after 5 p.m. And then, especially on a Friday, and then come back to it at 9 a.m. on a Monday. Well, not tomorrow because thankfully it is Memorial Day weekend. But, um, <laughs> right. So I get a break tomorrow, but still, like, just, you know, pump your fucking breaks. Like, everything's not around, um, revolves around you. For the fact that we are servicing over 100 people with a staff of two. Like, you know, yeah, so point is that it's stressful. So for one of the main things, especially for like work in particular, when it comes to work, I have to set boundaries. You know, I let people know after a certain time, I'm not answering emails. After a certain time, I'm walking away from my computer. When I'm on break, I am on break. I am not answering nothing. I'm not talking to anyone. I'm eating my food and I'm coming either watching a TV show or relaxing or looking out my fucking window that I got a perfect view of right now. And I think that's a big part of about stress. I think the biggest thing about stress is that we do not set boundaries in order to not feel that stress is when it happens. So what would you say is a trigger not work-related? Because I think we can, I think a lot, majority of people Everybody, can agree yeah. that work is one. I know for me, one of the biggest triggers for me is just people in general mm-hmm. as having social anxiety and just this gen- overall social awkwardness. Um, and a weird complex that when people don't have common sense, uh, it just stresses me out. I think the biggest stressor when it comes to, I think my biggest stressor is when it comes to just outside of work is not being able to control the things that I would love to control. That's in your head. And I think this is what stress basically is, is not having the ability to control the things that you want to control so badly. It's like, I so badly want to control this and I can't. You know, I so badly want everybody to wear a mask, but I know I can't control everyone to do so. Just an example for you. Or I so want my friends to act a certain way, and I know they can't because we are different people. And I think that's what stresses us out. I think us taking on everybody else's bullshit is what stresses us out the most. Like, there's no reason why I'm stressing about something that happened, but it has nothing to do with me. But I'm stressing because I couldn't control the situation, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think another stressor, just like you said, is people. Um, just people not being in the same wavelength as you, as you, people not supporting you, you know, um, just having shitty friends in general. And it's kind of, well, friends or just relationships with people in general. And I think that becomes a problem in within itself. And um, there's many ways that you can relieve stress, but um, I just think just being in toxic environments to begin with is a big stressor as well. And that's outside of work. And I mean, environments... And also your situations, like your home, like not even home, but your life situations. Um, I'm stressed because I don't get enough money. You know, I'm stressed because I have to clean the house and there's not enough time. I'm stressed because my friends are shitty. Also, I'm giving general examples. I'm so sorry. This has nothing to do with me. But 
in certain situations it would, but like, oh, um, I'm stressed because I have a deadline due at 11.59 PM and I've been so busy with some X, Y, Z that I haven't been able to touch on this. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it's so easy to get stressed because it has to do a lot with control rather than the actual event itself. Cause you can't control a lot of these things. So I feel like a lot of our stresses come from that. It comes from, I'm not able to control this. Therefore it pisses me the fuck off. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, it's just because no one likes when they can't be in control. Mm-hmm. Just some, to, for some people, it's, it's to a higher degree than others. So that's why some people can easily manage the stress, others of that, and then others can't. Right. Uh, yeah, so that makes, yeah, I agree there. Okay, so, I mean, there's levels of stress, and we could go into this all day, but, you know, there's levels of work stress, there's levels of, um, you know, money stress, situational stresses, relationship stresses, you know? And I, like I mentioned already, I feel like it's just a lot about us not being able to control certain situations. It, that's, for me, that's the main, like, but of the, like, the, the idea of stress. Like, if you really think about all the time, think about the last time you were stressed. Let's just talk about this real quick. Like, so think about the last time you were stressed. What happened? What stressed you out? That's right now. What's stressing you out, though? Just the whole quarantine. But can you control it? No, but I can go on my daily walks. But then you know what happens when I go on my daily walks? I encounter way too many people. Okay, but can you and control this- that? Right now, I'm working on controlling <laughs> my habit Rosie. of this sandwich. That's in what? front of me. Because so, you know how I stress eat? Yes. I have the half a sandwich in front of me right now. Okay. And I'm controlling myself from eating Subways. it. Do you not see me like going, like picking up the sandwich and putting it down? Because I'm like, you know what? Now's not the time today? to take a bite. Did you eat today? I did. Yes. I'm just, this is me. When? This is my stress snack. When did you eat? Oh, right before my walk. My walk was at like 12. It's been four hours. That's normal. You should be hungry again. After but it's also a like a stress induced hunger. Right. So- but also you haven't eaten in four hours and you did um, a mild exercise. Yes, you end up getting hungry. It's perfectly okay. But it's also like the amount, the biggest hunger, like the level, degree of my hunger, because I don't get hungry every four hours. I get hungry like twice in the day. Because we're not normal. We should, we should be eating more. We, we yeah, should we should. But I don't get, I don't, I only get hungry first thing in the morning and then like at 6 p.m. at night. All right, we're digressing. That's not the point. Yes, the point is, but okay. is, I stress eat a lot. Right. And right now, I am doing my best to control myself from eating this okay. sandwich. So, all right, but you already started eating. You must want to finish. Anyway, point is, all right, so you're stressed because of quarantine, and then you went outside to relieve that stress, but then you're stressed again because there's too many people outside. Yes. Now, my question social is- Social anxiety. All right, besides the social anxiety, which is very obvious, can you control that? Can you really honestly control mm-hmm. the fact that there's people outside? No but I can control the Wait. path I take. Right. And this is what I'm saying. And this is, I think this is the goal of relieving stress. And this is what I think we want to leave everyone with the, um, in this episode. If you cannot control what's stressing you out, if, and you have to really think about it, honestly, can I fix this? Can I change this in order for it not to um, stress me out? If the answer is yes, then you have to think of ways that are health, that is going to be healthy enough for you, for you to change them. If the answer is no, which I feel like majority of the time it's no, then find a way that's not, is going to work for you for it not to stress you personally. Cause we're going to deal with people all the time, whether it's work, relationships, friendships, family, we're going to be dealing with people. 
the stress of people is always going to be there, 100%. But the question is, what are you doing to relieve that stress? What are, you, what are the notions you're going through in order to change your outcomes? Like, are you really thinking about it holistically? Like, all right, for example, all right, my bill is due, right? I'm a little broke, but I have to buy groceries. How are you going to think about this logically in order for it to work both ways? Are you going to call up the company and say, hey, I may be late with this payment. Is there a way I could set up a payment plan? Or are you just going to fucking ignore it, get stressed about it, and be like, fuck it, I'm not doing either or, and then go on a diff- whole different shopping spree? This reminds me very much of a certain paper I had to do. Right. So it's kind of like you have to think of ways that are going to relieve your stress and find ways to up for the solution itself in order for it to work. You know, you know what I mean? Like, so for Rosie, for example, so she was stressed because she's tired of quarantine. So she's been taking daily walks. We talk every day. So I know that she takes daily walks. That's perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with that. I can't really walk in my area. There's nowhere to go. But um, so she's been taking daily walks. Perfectly fine. But then she gets outside to relieve the stress and now she sees the fucking hundreds of people conjugated and conjugated. Is that the word? Congregated. Congregated. I always say conjugated and I don't know why. Anyway, congregated (laughs) (laughs) in a specific area. So now she has one or two choices. Either get pissed the fuck off and go the fuck back home or get pissed off and be mad about it the whole time or just take a different path. And that's what you have to figure out. Do I want to get stressed out and piss myself off to that extent? Or am I going to find a way to not piss myself off and still enjoy my walk to relieve my stress and go a different way? So if I see people going to the left, then you know what? I'm going to go to the right. Even though that's not the route I wanted to take, I'm still going to go to the right. The point is that I reached my destination. I was Today I was trying to, you know how I like to walk in the ramble? Yep. It's such an obscure thing that when you're actually looking for it, you don't know where where the hell it is. Right. I still don't know what the fuck that is, but yeah. But yeah, so what are some of your coping mechanisms in regards to this? <laughs> Healthy or unhealthy? Both. <laughs> unhealthy. I have a drink. Um, it's not the best coping mechanism. I'm not an alcoholic. I know this for a fact. Because I don't need a drink. It's because I just want it. You know what I mean? And I have very specific rules for myself, which is weird because I don't say it out loud. But from like Mondays through Thursday night, I won't drink. I won't set to drink. I won't pick it up. I don't grab it. I do the same thing. Well, now I do the same thing. Last I don't know what it is. Story. I don't know what it is. Maybe because I feel like Monday through Thursdays are like... Work, work weeks. It's work week, right. It's work week. I don't need to be drunk. I don't need to feel anything. It's fine. But th- come Thursday night, yo, we're all getting on Zoom. We're going to have a game night. We're going to get fucked up. Come Friday, whatever, I'm going to have a few drinks. Come Saturday, same thing. And on Sunday, I'll have like one or two because one is our recording days mostly. And two, it's just, and it's nothing heavy. It's not like tequila or anything. It's kind of like, I'll have a glass or four. I want to say four. That's <laughs> chill alcohol. Yeah, chill alcohol. So I have some wine. I'll watch TV, I'll record with Rosie, I'll cook dinner, and I'll chill out for the rest of the day. My Sundays are just straight-laced, they're whatever. But I'm not going to heavily drink any heavy alcohol. And yes, I call tequila, rum, whiskey, all that stuff heavy alcohol. That's just how I see it. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I see it. So that's my unhealthy way. Another unhealthy way I cope is crying. I can't help it. When I get pissed off to the point that I can't do nothing about it, I cry. That, I would not say that that's unhealthy. I would say that's actually healthy. I guess it's a form of release because that way I'm not fucking people up or killing anyone, which... 
the re- yeah, that's why I think it's healthy because you're releasing what you're, you're feeling what you feel. feel. You're allowed to feel what you feel and you're not holding it in. So I would say, I would say crying is more healthy. Okay, all right. So then I guess that is healthy. But I think my unha- most unhealthy was that would be that I have a drink. Like I think the only time I drank during a time that I was on break for work was like a few weeks ago because I was so stressed out about a certain situation that I just couldn't do it. Like I took a fucking a quick shot of something with a mix. I mixed the drink, but then I took put an extra shot in it. It was fucking strong, but I had I do I I had to, and then I calmed the fuck down. So either I smoke or have an edible or I have a drink because that's just the only way for me to just calm the fuck down and not think about anything for those couple of hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that situation I told you about recently, we're not going to talk about it, but that's yeah, I, I knew, I knew what that, situation you were Yeah. About. That stressed me the fuck out. So I thought about it, but then it was either me holding it in or me telling the person or the people what I really felt. And I think that's another healthy way of doing this. If I don't set my boundaries and let people know what I feel about a situation, then it's not gonna it's not gonna work in my favor. I'm just gonna be mad that they don't know. And I'm coming to the point that I understand that people are not mind readers, and it's not my fault. I was conditioned this way, you know. And I've learned a lot the last two years. I'm learning even more being in quarantine. Um, as much as I hate being by myself, I also love being by myself too, which is so weird. It's so fucking strange. I fucking hate it. Don't get me wrong. I wish people could be were able to come over and stuff and hang out. And sometimes my littles come like every once a month or something. They'll come by and we'll talk shit and whatever. And I feel like it's becoming to the point that it's a little safer to kind of hang out with some people. I'm not saying a party. I'm not saying a party. I'm saying like two, three people. I think the most. rule now is like you can have gatherings of 10 people or less. Right. So I'm saying two or three people and I'm thinking, hey, in the summertime, I have a whole fucking rooftop that we could all go hang out and have a fucking picnic. As corny as it sounds, but we could have a game night. And I don't mind if people sleep over and stuff like that. I just know that I'm going to be cleaning everything afterwards because I'm fucking paranoid. But that's because I don't want to get sick. Anyway, the point is that, yeah, so... I think now my healthier ones is to let people know, like, I did not like this and I don't appreciate this. And I set my boundary and that's the healthy way. Like I told my boss, Hey, I'm not answering emails after 5 PM. I'm so sorry. After five is my time. Um, I've been working all day. They wanted to really know something. They could have emailed me way before, or they could wait till the next day. Um, I've been ignoring emails after five o'clock because, Hey, yo, you had all this time to fucking thing. If you're not paying attention to your email, that's not my fault. They're not going to come at 7, 8, 9 p.m. Text, I mean, emailing me thinking I'm going to give you an answer right away. No, you're going to see an, an email response the next day. Mm-hmm. What do you expect for me to work 8, 10, 12, 30, 40 hours a day and it's only 24? No, I'm not doing that. So I think the biggest thing to, for the stressors is to set those boundaries and to ask yourself this main fucking question. Can I control the situation that's making me stressed? Yes or no. If it's yes, find ways in order to control it for it could not stress you out anymore. And if it's no, it's letting it go, letting it happen, and finding another way that won't stress you out personally. And I'm going to stop because I talk too much. Um, well, I, well, I agree, obviously, because everyone's coping mechanism is differently. Or, or everyone has a different. Everyone's coping mechanism is different. Clearly, I cannot speak today. Um, Me neither. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I I'm, I have the the dizziness or general feeling of being out of it. Symptom of stress. I'm so. Uh, I'm like I really miss like going to brunch with you guys. You don't understand. Like I want to cry. <laughs> I miss brunch. Uh, 
I think I have to say my unhealthy coping mechanisms for quarantine is actually surprisingly gang in my own head. Not so much any kind of substance use because I have, I have been sober pretty much this entire time with the exception of three times and our weekly drinks. Which is fine. I don't think, I think this quarantine, we haven't really been getting drunk if you think about it. We get like to the point of tipsy if we're drinking enough, but like since we're all alone, it's like, what's the fun in getting tipsy for ourselves, you know? I definitely got drunk. Yeah, you did. You did. (laughs) Like a few, a couple times, but not as much as I normally do, like completely. So, so I have to say my unhealthy one is getting into my own head. Which we already know can be very destructive for you. Yes. So the, my coping mechanisms for that and the healthy coping mechanisms are more on the distraction front. I started like six new shows. Which and one? I, um, well, I restarted Grey's Anatomy. I'm picked up from where I left off. Yes. Let me know where you were on when you get to the finish line. I finished Sailor Moon, all 200 episodes plus one of the movies. I am now watching Avatar The Last Airbender. I am watching Seven Seeds, which is an anime, because I'm also trying a lot of new animes because I used to not really be into anime. You know what's crazy? I don't like anime personally, but I appreciate the art that goes behind it. Oh, I love like the, the art. The art, the like artwork amazing. Is- I feel like it's an amazing like genre itself. I think it's an amazing thing. I used to watch... In- <laughs> When I had a boyfriend when I was 14, I don't really count them because we were only together for like a month. So it's like, whatever. But I remember his name. His name is Christopher. Christian? Christian? Christopher? Something with a Chris. Um, <laughs> and he's in the military or he was in the military. I don't know. But he has babies all over because, you know, military men. But um, he used to watch Inuyasha. Inu- what the Inuyasha! Fuck? Yes, I that was Inuyasha. <laughs> I used that to was, watch it with him for some reason. Because that was my childhood. I'm that type of person, like, whether it's my friends or my boyfriend or whatever, I'm the type of person kind of, like, try to, I'll try the stuff that you're interested in. Like, even with Rosie, Rosie told me about the Stardew Valley shit, and I'm playing it like a fucking idiot. And that was something I would not have picked up on my own, had she not be like, oh, I love this game so much. And I'm like, you know what, let me just try it. Let me see what the fuck she's talking about. How far did you get into that game? Not far enough, Rosie. Leave me alone. I still don't get it. (laughs) I'm trying, okay? I am trying. (laughs) There's a lot of YouTube tutorials. Like it. I had to look it up. Like, how do you get more energy when you're in the middle of something? And they're like, you have to collect star drops. Rosie, from where? (laughs) Well, in order to increase your bar, you collect star drops. But you can you can like buy food, eat eat the fruit or your crops. Okay, so I haven't figured that out. So okay. we're going to figure that out one day. You know what? Hopefully soon we could get on FaceTime and you could just show me. We could play together and I'll just show you. you could oh, show totally. Me. Yeah. No, I'll but yeah. do that. But the point is that I was trying to get into what other people get into. Like when you tell me, oh, I've never watched Star Wars. So you tell me you have to watch it. And I'm like, I don't really want to watch it, but I will try to watch it. Have I tried? Maybe the first like two minutes and then I turned it off. <laughs> that's not even, that's not. <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> Give me a chance. Maybe quarantine's not all the time for me to watch at least one movie a day. At least. If you're going to try anything, if you're, okay. This is I good. mean, I started The Mandalorian. I just haven't finished it. That's I what I was going to say. As long as start, if you start something like The Mandalorian, fine. Yeah, it's ill-advised. 
I'm like not the best Star Wars fan, so a lot of Star Wars fans would probably kill me for suggesting do the Mandalorian first. But if that's what grabs your attention from the series, did. do that. I just haven't finished it, so I'm like on episode maybe three ish. Oh, it's a bit. so good. I know it was good, and it was really good, but I have a. I think I have ADD on the low because I can't pay attention to shit at the same time. Like, it's weird. I'll get on my phone and I'll be watching TV at the same time. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, probably got ADD on the low. <laughs> like, all right, but that's not the point. The point is that we're back. Like, this is why we're stuck at this podcasting shit, Rosie, because we can never stay on topic. So back to the topic, which was we have that like 10 I have minutes used... left before the hour mark, just letting you know. We no, not even. Like five. Five minutes, sorry. Oh, so, okay, so I use destruction. I use video games. I use TV shows. Don't yes. rush. It's okay. We could go 10 minutes over. They'll, they'll be fine. We're not wasting I, anybody's this all, time. This all happened because I was listening to shows I was currently watching to cope with my stress. It's okay. I also I'm really drinking this bottle. This is sad. One of my unhealthy ones that was stress eating. Mm-hmm. Eating is a healthy part. I of think it can be life. healthy if you have healthy foods. But I do not have self control with that's the why. amount I eat. That's that's the issue. I mean, I don't think do I stress eat? I'm trying to figure out. I think I end up eating more sugar when I'm stressing. I don't, I don't touch sugar like, when I'm not. I don't think you like cook. Like I think. Your food choices change when you're stressed, but the amount you eat does not change. Right. So, like, you know me. Like, I'm not a chocolate person, but I will straight up fucking eat chocolate if I'm really stressed out. You know what I mean? Like, I bought peanut chews the other day because I really wanted them. I just heard the ice cream truck. I haven't heard one. You know you know what's crazy about my windows? When they're closed, you hear nothing from outside. It's only when I'm open, though, and you hear the birds and everything. You hear the train nearby and everything like that. That's I don't phenomenal. Hear shit. That's it phenomenal. is phenomenal. It is, it is. It could be. But, you know. But you hear the noise from outside my door, which everybody's slamming their windows. I just, I just heard Mr. Softy, which I haven't heard in a very long time. So you're going to go get some Mr. Softy now? No. I already did my walk. I don't want to go back out because then I have to wash everything i have to put on my yeah. corona clothing and I, I i'm already in my pjs you have corona clothing really yes that's the i that's what i call it. it's the outfit i wear well it's basically the same pair of pants the shirt changes and just whenever i go outside so stress <laughs> so yes so stress is mainly that it's about the things that we cannot control that elicits a very physical response from us, whether it's chest tightness, it causes our anxiety, um, it causes other like responses in us, things like of that nature. I think the best advice that we could give you guys from a personal, and I mean you guys as a general plural term, no, no, no gender specific anything, everyone's a guy right at this moment, um, you guys, you gals, everything in between, um, the best advice we could give you is ask yourself this question. Can you control the situation in which, can you control the situation that's stressing you out at the moment? If it's yes, find ways in order to um, change the outcome of that. If it's no, let that shit happen on its own and find other ways that will make you stress personally. Um, other ways to um, not stress anymore, read a book, take a bubble bath, you know, um, paint, Paint, even if you suck at painting, because I'm a sucky painter, have fun with it. So it's what? Any kind of hobby, really. Right. Just anything. Collect coins if you can. Um, 
clean your house, um, try new language, cook something new. Like I want to cook teriyaki chicken one of these days. But full disclosure, some of the things that we listed may actually cause stress for some people. So if it's something that causes you stress, don't, don't obviously do it. don't do it. Right. Find something that doesn't cause you stress. We're and just listing off examples. I think of the stuff that we've done. For us, yeah. Yeah. Although cleaning um, my house really stresses me out. So. Right, so then don't do it. Then no, you play a video it. game. For Rosie, maybe a video game or doing a fucking puzzle for some reason. Yeah, puzzle. I love puzzles. Logic puzzles. I've been doing a lot of logic puzzles. Right. I actually finished my book and now I'm on a second. Anyway, back. Yeah, so like just little things like that, you know, learn a new hobby, get on some webinars. There's so many free webinars out there that are there. People are teaching stuff. Oh, or Sarah. Yeah, Coursera course, course is great. edX. edX is another one. EDX is another one that has a bunch of um, classes on it. It's completely free that are coming from like these well-renowned schools like Hill, Hill, Yale, and Harvard. <laughs> I said it together. <laughs> and did. just if if the thing that's what I've found in my personal life is if this thing that's stressing you out is actually a task like a paper or homework don't do just I mean, do it just do right. it right i was gonna say not don't don't do it like you want to do it <laughs> just do it because you end up in that cycle of putting it off because you're stressing and then right. stressing even more because you put it off so i have advice for that i have a notion for that if you let's say you have a paper that's due next monday right not tomorrow but like the following monday if it's 10 pages i say to do one and a half pages a day or do a page a day until you're finished um maybe it's not the best plan for everyone but i feel like it's helped me a lot especially for me who's a procrastinator and loves to do her 10 page papers the day before they're due because that's me i love doing this shit because i feel like i do my best work on the pressure which is not a lie because i got an a on my final bro you know the class that made me cry rosie yes you know the fucking class i got an a on the fucking final i did six page paper and I put my heart and soul into that fucking paper, okay? I know six pages is not a lot, but, like, it was when you didn't have no idea what the fuck you were doing. And I had a fucking A. He actually praised me. He was like, oh, you got me thinking about some stuff. I was like, wow. Wow. This is from the I professor did. who's, like, a very inconsistent. Very inconsistent and very smart. I think he was just a genius. He was too smart for his own good. I say it. I feel like some people are just too smart for their own good. They don't know how to deal with like regular humans and don't don't have to tell me twice. Right. Like, yeah. So you know, this. some people are very smart and they need people who are just as smart to kind of like balance them out or someone they could teach and stuff like that. But yeah, anyway, point is that, yeah. So if you have a paper that's 10 pages long and it has to do with school, definitely tackle a page a day. Don't do over a page. As long as you do that page a day, you have met your goal. And by the time you're finished, all you have to do is revise it, look it over, revise it, and make sure that it makes sense. And then you have to submit it. And I've learned that. Just give yourself a week. Like, even if they tell you today that the papers do a month from now, even if you wait to the last, very last week or the last two days, break it up in a way that you're able to do. So I'm going to do four pages today and then four pages tomorrow and then two pages the next day. You know, break it up in a way that won't stress you out. Just know your, oh, Yes. Another piece of advice, know your limits. When it comes to stress, know your limits. What can you handle that won't fuck you up? So know your, yeah, know your limits. Know what you can handle that won't fuck you up and know when it's too much for you. When it's too much for you, back the fuck up. Be like, no, I can't do this. But when it's not enough and it's like, oh yeah, I can handle this, then you know, head forward, just do it. So yeah, I'm gonna leave that with you guys with that. If you can't control it, don't worry about it. Find other ways and know your limits and set boundaries. So due to 
time constraints, we're going to just move on to our next uh, very uh, just strictly move on to the next section uh, segment. <laughs> I think it strictly was not even the word I was looking for, but just so abruptly. There we go. <laughs> so our net for those just joining us, our next section is our wine drunk. It's when oh, Abby and I do things. Usually we do them together, but this we the last couple months we've obviously been separated. You know what? I mark my words on this podcast. Me and you are gonna take at least one time every two weeks to do something different. Whether it's to take a class online, like a dance class or something, together, because we could be online oh, together. together. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> together. Or I find a class or a webinar to like go to and just find out we'll learn, but out of the box, like some crazy shit. How about we make that promise to each other that we at least once every two weeks, we either do something out of the norm for both of us and then we can report back. Because usually our wine just consists of us actually being outside and doing things like, but we haven't been able to um, or just things that happen to us in general. But right now, as you can see, and as you know, we are in quarantine. So yes, but I will, I accept the challenge. All right, cool. So we can do something different. That's great. So if you would join me in a tour class, you're going to do it. <laughs> I will keep my camera off, but I will That's be fine. practicing. Yeah. That's fine. As long as you like as long as I can trust you in the point where I can say, Hey, are you doing this? If you tell me yes, then we're good to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so wine drunk. You have something? I do. Okay. So I have something so we both share. Go ahead. Well, mine's gonna be very quick. Um I was recently recently like sometime last year diagnosed with ADHD. And Which I, is great. We love her anyway. <laughs> it took me over a year, but I finally decided to try medication for it. And it is a godsend. I mean, I'm not on it today. It's on a take uh, take on the as-needed basis. So I only take it when I on my work days, pretty much just Monday through Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sundays, I like to be drug-free. Mm-hmm. I was being funny, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I still have like three other medications I have to take anyway on those days. But um, no, it's been working out pretty well. It's keeping me, it's not like making me hyper-focused on anything, which I'm pretty sure is not the point, but it right. is uh, definitely calming my thoughts a lot. That's good. I know. It's very weird. I was like, the first day I tried it, I was like, oh my God, my head is so silent. Am I, am I, what is this? <laughs> I think that's great, Rosie. I think you've gone, and I think we're going to approach this later on in a future episode. Um, just everything we've learned this last fucking season and whatever, but you have changed from the beginning from when we started um, like recording, honestly. Like, I feel like you have. I think you've done amazing things, and you have actually, like, you know, kind of recognized the, like, the, I wouldn't say negative because it's still a part of you, but like the more toxic traits of yourself, and you're like trying to be like, yo, I'm going to change this shit. I'm going to work on it. Like, Rosie went from being so upset about possibly, I say possibly because it was possibly at the moment, possibly having ADHD to having an actual diagnosis of her actually having it to being all like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to try it out. And it's working out for her. And I think that's fucking amazing. So, oh, yeah. I had such a meltdown. You. I had such a meltdown only because at the time I was diagnosed, I had like 600 other things going on. And so I already felt like I was broken as is and i felt like oh why don't why don't we just tack on one more thing so i started going on a rampage not i at the time i'm not saying anyone with adhd is broken but i personally felt like i was broken because of your brain just i tell anybody who has any type of like i wouldn't i don't want to say disease that's not a disease what is it called (laughs) um 
limitation. Let's say a limitation. I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, limitation like autism or ADHD or even Down syndrome. Like these are just limitations. Honestly, your brain just works a little differently than everybody else. And I feel like you guys have such a um, level of understanding of things that other people may not. You know what I mean? Those people who are not diagnosed with these things. I feel like it's just a different level of stuff. And I feel like I can appreciate that stuff. I've worked with children who have autism and they're fucking amazing. And, you know, even having people around me who have ADHD and I won't mention her in, you know, specifically who, but even you and other people that I know who have it, you guys just see the world so differently and I fucking love it. And I think this is what, I think we need to start embracing more differences than we do embrace like the normality of stuff, I guess, the normalcy, whatever the fuck the word is. <laughs> but um, I think it's great. And I feel like it's great that you have accepted it and are working towards, you know, just doing better. It's like, hey, I'm going to handle this the best way I can. And that's not a stressor anymore. It's kind of like, I remember you were so stressed about it. You was like, oh my God, I may have this. What the fuck? What am I going to do? Yeah, I'm like, was, it's okay. It's, it's, it's also it's- because like, well, it was one of those things where I had like six, because it was, it was, uh, during, remember that really awful decision I made that we still to this day joke about, aka Splinter? Oh, yes. <laughs> I was going to say rap boy. <laughs> it was like right, either like be, right before it or right after. It was just like somewhere in that time frame. So I was already feeling broken and, and thrown away as is. So then I was just like, okay, we're tacking on another thing. What else can I be broken with? <laughs> so I know that people with ADHD are not broken, but it's just per based off everything I was going through at the time, I have never felt more like a puzzle that was put together incorrectly. Like some pieces right. just forced in there. Right. But it, it, and it's perfectly okay. Like, um, and I guess we can leave a message before I go to my wine truck. It's whoever's dealing with this, you know, reach out. Like, you know, we have so many people who we know are going to different instances of things. Even the lead singer of Maroon 5, what the hell is his name? I Adam Levine. Thank you. He has ADHD. Does he, he actually... Got- yeah, I think so. He is either that or uh, yeah, it's ADHD, and he he actually got diagnosed as an adult, like late twenties, like mid twenties type stuff. He just found that he had it. So like you know, at the end of the day, the point is that you're not alone. Whether you're depressed, have anxiety, ADHD, um, autism, whatever it is, because there's a big ball of things. You're not alone. There's always going to be someone out there who has the same thing as you. So I'd say, hey, just figure out your people and, you know, run with it. Why not? Why the fuck are you going to have to be so scared of being who you are just because you have been dealt an extra puzzle piece, I should say, an extra puzzle piece. An extra puzzle piece. An extra puzzle piece. Oh, I love that. So my wine drink for today, and um, if there's any white people listening, I'm so sorry, but, you know, a Sounds lot of me. Guys, yeah. You know, a lot of you guys piss me off. So I'm in this Facebook group mostly women and this white lady was talking about moving out of her parents house and moving into some other house and you know it's all great she wanted advice on how to deal with it but then she said a certain comment that didn't allow me to read the rest of her rant and it had to do with the fact that she said yeah the, um there's no really, really no issue except that there's hispanics up the street and i'm just like your racism is showing and like it's 2020 and I'm going to let everybody out here know whether you're Trump supporters and listening to us for some fucking reason, which is weird oh because we are not 100%, 1,000, 1 trillion percent not supporters of him. But whether you're a Trump supporter or whether you just have different views from what me and Rosie speak about on the show, we 
as a unit, and I say we because Rosie knows fucking better. <laughs> we do not tolerate any type of racism in here. <laughs> in my own the, body, I don't. So she really like just wrote out. Yes. Yes. And then and, she tried to oh, edit it. Oh, it's all it. fine. Except yes. for. Yes. Wow. What pisses me off the most is just like, all right, so Rosie, let's say, and I know you're not, but let's say you're a racist, right? <laughs> This is so weird to say, but like, let's say you're racist, right? And you said something very racist. And I pointed out to you, like, Rosie, that was not okay. You shouldn't have said that because of X, Y, Z. That is not the way you approach things. If you have a question, ask one of us. Let us say- I would cry. Right. If I said something racist, I think I would cry from the guilt. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, let's say I do, like, let's say you say something and you don't realize that it sounds wrong, right? And I pointed out to you, like, Rosie, no, that's fucked up. You don't say that because of this, that, and the third, you know- you have, as bad as it sounds, because I hate the whole notion of, I have black friends, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, you're around people who are of different colors, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially me. Like, I'm Puerto Rican, you know, like, I'm brown. So, like, it'll be a little weird. But, like, let's say I pointed out to you, are you going to, A, apologize and make it right and learn from it? Are you, B, going to apologize and still make yourself the victim? And my issue is the B. Making yourself the victim still. Yes. She yes, did it. Oh, God. She said, I've been bullied all my life and stuff for having glasses, and I didn't mean anything by it. I'm not racist at all. The minute that someone who's racist says, I'm not racist, I just know you're racist. No, you're racist. So, like... Because if you if you actually... Like, here's how you know someone's a racist or not a racist. What When they say something accidentally racist accidentally quote unquote. no I'm, I'm not even i'm not even gonna do quote because sometimes people just are uneducated and do accidentally True. say something they didn't know is racist how they respond is how you know if they're a racist if they immediately right. say i'm not a racist they're a racist if they're like oh shit i fucked up i'm gonna i'm gonna now know this for the future or give excuses like, my thing is the whole giving excuses part if you give excuses about being a racist then it's a whole fucking issue within itself that you can't just say oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to offend anybody but it's just because i've been dealing with so much no no don't don't apologize to a group of people and then turn it around to make it seem like you're the victim in all this and that's what i've noticed with a lot of karens like even with the cold Karen situation, how many white women are upset that because they're being called Karen? Like you guys spent your time, your your whole lives calling Hispanic women Maria, Asian woman um Ling Ling, oh, and, and black women Sh- um Shaniqua. You ha- you generalize three different cultures right there, and still have the nerve to be upset about being called Karen. We're just calling out your racist bullshit. To be honest with you, that's the whole point of the whole like she's a Karen situation. And like honestly, Karen, Becky, and Susan. Karen, Becky, and Susan, right? And it just pisses me off because it's like, yeah, we're in 2020, and maybe you know, and not maybe, but you know, segregation may have not been so far back from us. Like it's not so far back in the past. Like we have family members who may have lived through the segregation segregation era. That you know, we can't say like, oh, this is so in the past. This was years ago. No, it wasn't because people who are still living today went through this shit so the fact that it's 2020 and people still have the fucking balls the audacity the caucasity to still be racist it blows my mind and the thing that i want to send a message to everyone out there is this we are not the past this is not 1918 we will fuck you up we will say some shit 
We will curse you the fuck out. We're not going to just sit idly and be like, oh, she was racist towards me. It's okay. I just understand. No, fuck you, bitch. You can go suck my dick at this point. You can go fuck yourself. I'm not sitting here and taking this shit, whether it's to my black sister counterpoints, whether it's to my Afro-Latinas, whether it's to other Latinos, whether it's to Middle Eastern people, whether it's to um, West Asian is it Eastern Asian people? Was well, anybody in Africa, anybody else who are the others, as they call us, the others? Pacific Islanders, even them. I'm not going to sit here and stand idly while you fucking talk all your shit just because you think you're white and you're superior. Because at the end of the day, you guys steal everything from us in order to get ahead. And then you want to complain about it. We're not doing this anymore. We are not standing by anymore. And for our white allies out there, because I know there's many, educate yourselves and that's my main thing educate yourselves if a person of color is telling you this is not okay it is not up to you to tell us that it's it is okay because you see it differently that is not how it works if i'm telling you this is fucked up this is racist you take my experience and you learn from it and move forward and never do it again or you continue on your same bullshit and then get called out on every fucking five minutes that's just how I see it. So that's my wine drink for the day. It is 2020. It is time for us to stop being fucking racist. If you're going to be an ally, be a true ally. Read up on the experiences of black people and people of color. They fall, over, they fall into both categories. I know, but there's different types of people of color. Um, read up on it. Read up on our experiences. And if a person of color is telling you, this is not okay and I feel uncomfortable, it is not up to you to tell us otherwise. You listen, you learn, and you move on. Sorry, I didn't mean to accidentally cut you off, but I read this uh, really wonderful book by um, Angela Davis for my women and gender studies class. Which I think, one? I think it was called Women, Race, and Color. Alanis is looking for that book, but I found it online. I have it. All right. Um, you may want to hit her up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I found it for her as a PDF, but I don't know if she may want the book. That's what I'm asking. Okay. Yeah, because I actually had to read, even though I read for a gender studies class, it was one of the few books in that class that I really enjoyed reading like it opened my eyes to a lot of a lot of the stuff going on so I recommend that book don't get me wrong a lot of things are very subtle and I don't think um as white women or just white people you quite understand oh I'll never understand like what was it Rosie that we were talking about the other day and I know we're going over time but it's okay if you want to listen to us you can if not then whatever but I know we're going over time but what was it that you said the other day and you was like oh shit I didn't know this um, that means something. Politically correct about yes. black versus African American. So just to put it out there, Rosie didn't know that there was oh a black and African American, which is okay because you were learning and you didn't know that. I didn't know this till senior year of high school. I know it now, just so right. you know. Like right. younger me. A lot of people it. tend to call black people African American and it's not politically politically correct. It's not PC. Because not every black person is from Africa. When you say the term African-American, you are insinuating that the person who is American is also from Africa. That's not a thing. <laughs> There's, I mean, it is a thing for those who are coming from Africa. So people who are Nigerian, you know, Egyptian. They And yes, Egypt is in Africa for the last fucking time. Egyptians are black, period, for the last fucking time. I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of seeing this shit. A lot of white people do not think that Egypt is in Africa. <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> it's, it's like its whole 
It's, it's fucking because annoying. It gets in the people assume it's with the conglomerate of Middle Eastern. No, it's not. Because people don't Africa. look at the maps, but yeah. People are stupid. So yeah, so whether you're Egyptian stuff, you're an Egyptian who came to America, who were born in America and have Egyptian background, then you're still African American. Yes, that term would be correct for them. But not every black person you see on the street is African American. It's not exclusive for all black people. The term black people or the term when you're saying, you know, that person is black or the person says I am black, it is politically correct because this person could be from the South and be black or because black is a race at the end of the day, even though race is a social construct. We know this. I know this. We know. Yeah. But when you um, there's different types of black, you know, you have Afro Latinos who are also black. You have Afro Brazilians who are also black. You have Afro-Spaniards who are also black, Afro-Europeans who are also black, but you cannot say African-American because they're not from Africa. They were coming from different regions. So just a little history lesson for everyone out there. You know, again, I, she, she learned, you know, I learned, I now know it was like senior year of high school. I found out I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. So everyone thought calling someone black was politically incorrect. No, I think that the whole social structure of, like, segregation and all that stuff, it made it seem like it was such a racial term, but it's not. It is a way to describe a person. A person can be Black. Mm -hmm. That is a Black person. It is okay, and it also depends on the context in which you're using it. You can't just be like, I hate Blacks. That's not okay. (laughs) If you're just saying, like, that person is Black. But you can say, oh, yes, that person is Black, or there was a Black male that I knew. I think his name was, you know, William or something, and, you know... I grew up with him or something. You can say those things, but you can't be like, oh, I hate the blacks or the blacks. That is not okay. That's when it becomes a, a um, politically incorrect term. You're, but, a, you're just grouping people together when you do right. that. It's like saying the Jews. Right. You can't just say the blacks. You can't say the Jews or the Hispanics. Well, actually, I say the Jews quite a lot, but yeah. But you're Jewish, so I think but, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a little quick history term. Yes, the term black, is it is okay because you are describing a, a big group of people. Um, because you could have Caribbean people who, who are black. Of course, the majority of Caribbean people are black. Um, but you cannot say African-American because the person who was born in Trinidad and came to America is not African-American. They would be Trinidadian-American. Or me, for instance, I am Puerto Rican-American because my family's Puerto Rican, but I was born here. Um, or I'm Latino-American or, you know, Hispanic-American, whichever term you do just um, prefer. And that's a big thing. Just ask the people who, what they prefer in terms of term terminology. Mm-hmm. You just can't assume it. But we're going to end it here. Because yeah, we're extremely over time now. We are 20 minutes over time. Yeah, okay. So if you want to reach out to us with any commentary on anything we've discussed, you can DM us on Instagram at WineAlittlePod. Or you, or you can email us at WineAlittlePod at gmail.com. You know, the little A symbol. <laughs> Um, like I said before, we don't have any other social media besides Instagram, so that's the best way to connect with us. And we, we love the interaction, so just don't be afraid to interact with us and ask us any stupid questions or any, even the stupidest question you think is stupid. We, and hell, don't be afraid to make fun of the fact that I did not think black was a politically correct term until like sometime in high school, so. Isn't this the point of the fucking podcast, Rosie? We learn. We live. We learn. And it's the whole point. We're regular people. I'm, but I'm learning. saying if people want to reach out to us to make fun of me for that, they're more than welcome to. <laughs> Rosie will answer those questions. I will. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wine Little. And thank you for all your support for whoever has been with us so far. And yeah, don't be afraid to reach out to us. Bye. Bye.